and we can record whenever we want. Okay. The rule is that this is you and me hanging out. Yeah. Right. That's ideally. Yeah. That's yeah. What, that's, that, so, that's in my heart. That's what I would say. I would be the best way to do it. So I have no doubt it'll get explicit at some point, <laughs> if not regularly, because <laughs> no, who cares? It was. It's the way. We, if it's the way we talk, then it's the way, it's we, the way talk. we talk. Is it recording right now? Yeah, just because I wanted to run a test. Okay, great. No, I'm, I don't care if we fucking record whatever. <laughs> well, exactly. No, it's, this it's, can be B footage at the end. <laughs> yeah. Well, so are you gonna are you gonna want to like edit this thing, or is I it don't gonna know. be raw? I don't know. I mean, it's. I'm like, not. I'm not knowledgeable enough right now to edit much. Okay. Other than the fact, like, if we had an intro that we wanted to throw together, sure. other than that, I just figured it was gonna be raw. Yeah. You know, the there's something about editing, like in my mind. I don't know if it's real or not, but like something in my mind when I think about editing something, it's like you're you're taking out all the all the parts that maybe you don't like, and then all of a sudden it turns into like a audio version of Facebook where you're just showing the world what what's the coolest part or the right. best picture, or the best clip, and then but it's not authentic. Yeah, you know, like this isn't a podcast. This is a conversation that you and I are having. And that's how I was envisioning it. You got such a sexy voice on here. No, I didn't know if this would sound different or not if I clicked this. It does. It sounds a little higher, and I don't like that. So we're going back down. I was messing with my voice because I had time. Well, yeah, you've been <laughs> you've been like doing dialing it in, but you're like, because it's gonna be this. It's all gonna be good. <laughs> Damn, brother. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have to have a show late night show. <laughs> what was that? Uh, the late, 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 late <laughs> night show. <laughs> late, late night show. Kyle Crosby, midnight. <laughs> You're going to have it We're down. just going to talk. <laughs> oh, shit. No, so, uh, yeah. So <laughs> what you uh, what you been jiving on lately? What you been, what you been just putting in your head? Anything? How to fucking start this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what? You know, it's... it's uh, I. I, I gotta be honest with you. Like I, I feel like uh, um, a little bit of uh, like, like you're doing all this work, and you just asked me to show up, and uh, so I, I feel like I want to contribute in the best way I can, but it's like all of this setup has been your jam, and I know you love doing it. Yeah. And so it's like I'm not going to try, try to take away that I should be doing it part of it because if I did it, it wouldn't be the way it is. <laughs> and you do it the way you do it, which is great. Um, so it's like, it's like, man, what are you going to talk about? Where it's like, it's going to make it your contribution worthwhile to this process. And you it's like, being well, here, that's your contribution. Well, that, that's yeah, and it's like that's my my ego. I got to get out of my head a little bit about that no. because it's like, like I just want to, yeah, I want to be of of value. You know? I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking, okay, A, what the hell are we going to talk about? And B, I've got limited input on, like, most issues. Like, I'm not a knowledge-based kind of guy in the sense of, like, facts and up-to-speed current affairs and things like that. Okay. And so, I'm like, you're going to be hitting me with all these, like, hey, man, do you see this or whatever? <laughs> I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Well, it... That is interesting because I. It, so that's what you bring. You bring the info. I'm going to bring the information. <laughs> well, I yeah. Well, I'm going to. I guess I'll. Uh, I'll see. I'm just going to bring what I have. Um, I was thinking about like, like, do you talk about like, 
inauguration or, or all the current event kind of shit. And it's like, I know something that's been um, coming up for me a lot in, in all of this information is really not about like what's actually happening like on the surface of what we see in the media and what we see in, on videos and things that are pissing people off. It's, it's more like what's the deeper meaning and, and then like, how do we, how do we like, uh, uh, how do we form our opinions as, 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 as citizens of this country that's in so much chaos around what's actually happening, you know? And it's like, uh, it's, um, there's, I was having a conversation about it just last night where it's like, you got, you got people that are just like, this is what I believe. I like believing this. I'm going to go to work, believe in this. I'm going to come home, believe in this. And I'm going to do my job and I'm going to go to bed and that's great. And then you got people who are like, I want to believe in something greater, you know, and I want to, I want to, I want to make change in the world. And, and the person I was talking to was like, well, the change, I, everybody should, should be more in the, I want to make change category. And I, and I like, I don't know if I'm going to believe this in six months from now, but right now I really feel like if we didn't have both of those categories, then our world wouldn't be, it wouldn't work. You know, it's like, it's like there's a grounding force to each end of that. Sure. You know, if you didn't have the guy that wakes up in the morning, loving Donald Trump, goes to sleep, loving Donald Trump, regardless of what he does, then it's like those, all those people that want to make change of what they don't like about Donald Trump, where are they, who are they going to talk to about it? You know, it's like, it's like, okay, we're going to make change. Well, then it just happens because everybody wants to make change. Well, then it just takes, I don't know, it takes some of the value out of the change. You know, what are we trying to change if everything is always changing? You know, does that make sense? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's just, I just think it's interesting. Um, so it's like, um, <clears throat> so the, the, the capital riots, yep. you know, so when those, when those happened, and, and you know me, I, I lean more left. Um, I have, I have right values, not right, correct, but right, right. Um, but I also tend to lean more left in, in my, in my, uh, uh, ideals. Um, and when these, uh, capital riots happened, I have a lot of people leaning left on my Facebook feed, probably 75%, 25% of the people that are vocal anyway that I see the algorithm lets me see is or right. And all of my left friends was video after video after video and comment after comment after comment about how terrible it is and all these atrocities that are happening. And it's, I agree with that. It should never happen and it sucked and people died and it was horrible. And then the, on the inauguration night in Portland and Seattle, there were these people smashing cars and throwing firebombs and, and, and burning flags and, 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 and vandalizing buildings and spray painting shit. And, and nobody said a thing. Right. And it's like, well, hang on. We can't we can't live in this world where one thing exists and one thing doesn't, you know. And it really pissed me off. Yeah, I mean, at some point, can't you just agree that bad things are bad? Fucking right. And good things are good, <laughs> right? I yeah. Mean, okay. You know, BLM. You want to protest? Great. All for your First Amendment right. Yep. But can we not acknowledge that rioting is bad? Yeah. That's that's just a standalone. Can we not? Can we all just acknowledge that? Capital rioting is bad, regardless yeah. of where you stand. Yeah. Rioting, in a general standpoint, is bad. That, like, and why that can't just be a universal truth? I don't know if that just shows the division everyone has, or if it shows the willingness to 
ignore bad things on your quote unquote side? Yeah, I think like I think, is there is there a purposeful blind eye if it if it has to do with your political side? I think to a degree, yes, because because if 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 uh, uh, if you're willing to admit that um, that there's a piece of of your base that doesn't stand on the side of of good values, of good morals, of good um, of a good path, I don't know however other way to say it. All of a sudden, you're you're accepting some vulnerability and some culpability where where it's like okay, well then they're gonna pick it all apart. You know, it's just like then it's all bad. So they're we can't give them any ammunition because they're already attacking us all the time, and and so I think it's it's a, it's people that sometimes people just don't want to see it. I think you're right. You know, people people are like, well, it's it's for the right cause, and it's like okay, so I understand that that like you know, hundreds of years of, of systematic depression of, of, of black people is like, that's really fucking bad. Like that's really bad. And, and, and so like when George Floyd got killed, it was just another, another line in the, in the sand of, of that system. And so what they're standing up against and what their peaceful protests are about is, is like, this is not okay. Absolutely. You know, it's right. like, like we're standing on, on the morals of this. And so I think everybody on the, on the left is like, these are, this is morally righteous. And, and, and you really can't argue that, it, that it's not morally righteous to not kill somebody, you know? And, and, and oftentimes what they look back to, and I try not to say I know things for facts because I don't, I just know what I see and what I feel. And I do feel like there has been systematic racism over our 200 years. It's gotten way the hell better than it's ever been before, but it still exists. And so they're trying to protest against that. And then they get violent and all of a sudden it's like, well, sometimes it takes violence to get people's eyes open. It's like, well, Martin Luther King, he didn't create violence to get people's eyes open. You know, he walked arm in arm across the bridge with a thousand people and, and, and the world woke up, but it, it was violence from the other side, you know? And so... When, I don't know, I'm kind of losing where I was going. Okay. <laughs> it was like, so it's like that there are people that believe in that, their ideals on the left so strong that they're willing to turn a blind eye to some of these things because it's, it's on morally just ground, even though what they're doing is immoral. Where when the Capitol riots happened, they were, they were saying, well, that's not about anything immoral you know, in their mind. And so it's like, if there's no immorality, then they have no reason whatsoever to be violent. So we're really just going to go after them. And, and it's like, on one hand, I can see where it's like, it's an ideal. They stopped the steal. The, the vote was stolen. The, the, the not investigating enough, all the, all the, all the reasons that these people were so upset when they did that, it, it turned into another thing when they got violent, you know? And so I'm, when you're going to stand up there and hold signs and you can scream and yell all you want, whatever you want on either side, if it turns violent, that's where it's wrong. Yep. It's got to be stopped and people got to be held accountable. I think if Biden made a point right now to, that was pretty awesome, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was like, that's pretty cool. You're so good at this already, man. I had to cough. So I well, was able to mute myself. Yeah. Well, I'm glad the world that, is crazy. <laughs> Is crazy, but you can do that. So now I'm just gonna. I just got to come up with a signal. Right. If I got to, <laughs> then, then, then you know when to mute me or something. Um, anyway, 
It's like if, if he did that, if he stood up, like, and the thing is, it's like they say they don't have time and all these things, but it's like how many, how many, like, all of a sudden times did Trump just step in front of a camera and just say, I'm going to say what I'm going to say or I'm going to tweet what I'm going to tweet. So you have time. You know, it's like even if he tells a staffer to tweet it, it's like at some point in time, if he just stood up and said, listen, what happened in Seattle and Portland is extremely wrong. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? It's like I, I feel like if, if he, as, a, as a man, as a leader of the free country, you need to be able to stand up and say this is what's right and this is what's wrong. Women should do it too. I don't mean to be sexist when I say that, but it's like there's a piece of that where it, it resonates with me because he's a man. And, and it's like, and he's been charged with running this country now, like he's the man. And so if he's going to be there, then you got to stand up against everything that's wrong, everything that's immoral. Every, every act of violence has to be met with the same exact hand. So if he's going to stand up and he's going to say, this is wrong, everybody in this thing, there's videos, there's cell phone videos, do the same thing we did at the Capitol. We're going to f- try to track down every single person through facial recognition. These people are going to get charged. They're going to get tried, and it's going to be the same. I think that would go miles yes. with bridging both sides and at least understanding that he's not going to be a pansy and he's not going to be this this waif, you know, right. that's, that's not going to stand up for – for the right as well, because that's his whole platform. Yeah, and I think that goes back to that double standard. When it's okay for certain protesters to get violent or destructive, a blind eye is turned. Right. Right, because it was on a certain side or for a certain cause. The same thing here, right? Again, because we can't just agree that bad things are bad. Right. And so I, I absolutely agree. And, and specifically for those listening, if anyone, <laughs> we're talking at this point, President Biden condemning what would be the current riots in Seattle and Portland. S- Seattle and Portland. Yeah. And I think absolutely that needs to happen. Just like everyone on the right side has or should condemn what happened at the Capitol. Right. Just like, and, and maybe... Again, it maybe is a willing ignorance or something like that, but you saw this with Trump, right? Condemn, condemn white supremacy, and then he did, but in a not very clear way. <laughs> and then he was asked again to do it, and it was like every ten seconds you want him to condemn this when he has just in, but he's just not like, like, dude, just fucking say it straight. Right. Yeah, like well, stop, stop putting your own personal spin on it because you're not a very. Uh, easy person when you talk <laughs> to listen to <laughs> and you say things stupidly when you could just say it clearly <laughs> but you know that's i think though like you know i've i've heard it so many times they call him a stable or unstable genius you know it's like or, or it's a stable genius but i think it's an unstable genius but he know i feel personally i think that he's a master of his words and 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 everything that he says he he's so good at it, and I think from years of being on television and the shit that he's done, I think he's so good at it that if he um, if he says something that sounds off the cuff, it means something to somebody. Yeah, you know, it's like when 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 he said to the Proud Boys, "Stand down and uh, what did stand he by, stand down and stand by." Yeah, so his stand down was because he didn't want to look like a total fucking asshole. But the standby was like he still wants those guys on his side, you know, and and it's, it's, it, so 
there's something about, and it kind of, I'm going to tangent a little bit here. So there's something about, um, what I, like what I was saying before about having the different kinds of people, you know, and it's like, there are those people out there that are, that like are the people that go into our military, our Marines, our, our SEAL teams, our Rangers. It's like, those are people that are, are willing to do bad things for the safety of our country. And if we didn't have those people, there are people out there that are willing to do bad things to hurt our country and to hurt our people. So as much as it's hard to, to like stomach those, that those people exist, we need them. Like, uh, Joe Rogan, I listened to him and he's just like, he's, he calls them those, uh, um, in case of emergency break glass kind of people. That's what he calls them. It's like, sometimes you don't like what they got to say. You don't like really what they stand for a lot of times. And they're really hardcore, but God damn it. If we didn't have them, that would be, it's like all the way back to the beginnings of time. You know, it's like, there were always those warriors, those people, men or women, I would say predominantly men, but like it's, they existed for the purpose of, of being able to, to, to set their themselves aside and go out and do these things that need to be done, you know, and and uh, if if they if if they didn't exist, say, like, well, look what you know. It's like look what happened when when we had the the World Trade Center, when we had um, you know, uh, uh, how many attempted terrorist attacks did we stop because we had people in putting themselves in harm's way, willing to do those difficult things. They were, they were killing people, man, yep. you know? And it's like, if those people didn't exist. Where would we be as a country? We'd, we'd be attacked every day, you know? And so it's like, it's, it, there's this weird balance that we got to try to find in, in all of this as a society to move forward a little bit more together and understand that, that like we might not like everything each other says or does, but God damn, it's a good thing we kind of have all these different people in this one pot. Absolutely. There's going to be a point where we have to make a conscious decision. Are we in this together or are we going to separate into two separate factions? I mean, okay, let's talk Twitter, Mm -hmm. Facebook, you know, get rid of Trump, ban Trump. And then you have all these other right-wing companies that are going to fill that gap. So at what point... Are we going to censor everyone's view because we disagree with it so much that essentially you're going to create two separated countries, two separated social networks, two separated everything because they don't necessarily agree with you? I mean, what if your credit card, Capital One, that's my credit card. <laughs> Maybe not everyone's. Don't what's have your, credit cards. What's your number? Don't have credit cards, people. <laughs> What if they decided we are going to decide what you can and cannot purchase with your credit card? All right. You want to buy hunting ammunition? Eh, that doesn't go for us. So you need a separate credit card for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, you talk Facebook and Twitter, social medias, yeah. Parler or whatever that the other yeah, side. Par- there's, so there's, yeah, there's Parler, we, me, we, or whatever that is, and and then there's Facebook and Twitter so that's gonna and Instagram. And, oh yeah, absolutely. You and already it, see it. It with already has cable news. It already has cable yeah. news is already separated. Well, it, yeah, I mean, the one thing about cable news, I think, is that, um, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong on this, but it's like the, the, the platform that they're on, everybody has equal opportunity to get some airtime. You know, it's like, 
it, it's you can flip through your 150 channels and you're going to pass all the other channels on the way there. So it's always, it's on the same screen, you know, where if it's like, if it's, if it's, if you're going to go on Facebook, you're going to probably stay on Facebook. You don't got to go past parlor to get to Facebook. And I, I don't know if that makes, if that makes a lot of difference, but it's like, um, no, I don't think very many people are, are going to intentionally go to all of the other sites just to see what everybody's saying. Sure. You know, whereas and and it's like it, it, we're soft and we're we're lazy and it's like and it's easy we can just flip a channel and be like oh there's Fox News and and Tucker Carlson saying all this bullshit or whatever, and then I'm gonna go back to MSNBC you know but it's like it, at least you know what they're saying you know um, where like with with Facebook and Parler and and Instagram and Twitter and MeWe and and all the different ones and I'm sure there's 50 more I've never even heard of there's you can't if you start censuring everybody that you don't like and they go to these other places, then they're going to be in more of an echo chamber and then you're going to be more of an echo chamber. And so then, like you said, then you got two separate factions completely. And, and then who regulates what, you know, the whole thing I know with parlor was that I understand anyway, is that they were trying to, you know, they didn't like that there was all this violent speech happening on, on parlor because it was inciting violence. Cause these people were saying, we're going to do this and we're going to storm the Capitol and we're going to murder people and hang people and all these things. And, and so I think there's a couple sides of it. It's like, that's bad. There's a, there's a level of that where if I was in charge of my own platform and people were, were inciting violence upon one another or planning violent acts and it was a way for them to coordinate those acts and create a larger group of people to commit these acts, I would shut that down. And, and so I understand in, in Facebook they don't want to coordinate violent acts, but at the same time they're overstepping their bounds by just shutting it down completely without like, you know, they've got to have a team of people that says this is violent, this is not, and you got to stay on top of it because you're this is what they created. They just didn't know it's going to be millions and millions of people using it, right? You know, so you're. I I, I agree with you 100. percent You you can't you can't just blanket take people off of shit, because then because then a, you're segregating a piece of society to another area. And b, then we're not working together. We don't know what each other's saying. You know, it's like how have you ever expected any change to happen if you're stuck in an echo chamber. Well, I think there's so much division right now that no one's looking for change togetherness. I, I seriously think it's so divided. I think you have one side who's looking for progressive change and another side who's looking for more of what they've had. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how – I, I don't think there's a willingness politically – no, to work def together. Definitely not politically. And I think, and maybe this is Facebook's algorithms, but I don't go on Facebook often anymore because there's just so much of the same bullshit every time you go on there and you see the same five people who are just super vocal about and passionate about one thing mm -hmm. and all you can do is either scroll past it or unfollow it because half of it is maybe a truth and half of it is just an exaggerated frankly, lie or a meme that some strange person put together in their basement that somehow started to get shared and they thought it was fun. Like, 
Mm-hmm. It's just, it is a mind suck and it is shit. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I agree with you on 90% of that. And the reason I say that is because I have found people on there. So I'm all about having a conversation. Like if I'm on Facebook and I, and I make a comment on something, a lot of times I kind of wince a little bit when I make a comment because I know I'm opening myself up to get into this massive could be uh, messy debate. And then it, because it's happened before where we'll dive into links of links of proof and links of this. And he said this and he said that, and it gets so ridiculous. And so I, I realize that so much of what people call conversation on Facebook, that's what it delves into when it comes to politics. Yeah. But there are some people that I am friends with and, and not just a Facebook friend, but I actually care about these people. But I, I, I don't have as much opportunity to have conversations that are real with them. So I'll, we can do it over Messenger. Or when we do have a conversation through just a, a, a post, it's more civil, you know. And, and the hard part that what happens is that, is that our friends, Facebook friends, I'm doing air quotes, which is really awesome right now. <laughs> I everybody. saw them. It's great. <laughs> so they can chime in. And then, and then, it's, not a, then it's not a conversation anymore. It's, it's you fucking libtard or you right-wing commie or da-da-da-da-da, you know. And so it's like it is a cesspool. Facebook is a total cesspool that gives me a laugh now and then. And every once in a while, I get a nugget of a good conversation with somebody. And I think that's why I still do it is because I can, I can scroll real quick. I can see the people I try to care about, the people that I know have open-mindedness, even if they're far right or far left or in the middle. And I can be like, oh, well, that's kind of bullshit. And they'll be like, what do you mean it's bullshit? I'm like, well, you know, this is what I think about it. I'm like, oh, maybe it's a little bit bullshit. You know, but what you're saying is a little bit bullshit too. You know, it's like, but it's, it's a, it's, it's real, you know, it's not attacking, yeah. you know, but it's 90% of it is, you know, it's like, I understand what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. It's so I, have you ever, do you know what, have you ever been on parlor? Do you have a parlor account? I do not. Okay. See, I don't either. And there's, there's part of me that's like, huh, what's this parlor all about? But then it's like, I've been so hesitant to go on it. A, cause I have not that much time to spare anyway. And, and B, it's like, is it just going to piss me off? Like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to invite things into my life that are just going to piss me off if I can't, if, if I can't like, you know, what's the point of just getting pissed off? Right. You know, it's like, I'd, I'd rather open myself to, to this fucking podcast doing this, what we're doing right now to have a conversation. So if you piss me off, at least I can say, <laughs> I can say, look you in the eye and I can, and we can smile and we can say, yeah, I know. You know, I'm fucking with you or whatever, you know, but it's like, there's so many things that are, I think on Facebook, there's so many people that just like to add a little bit of diesel to the fire. Oh yeah. They like, people love to stir pots. Yeah. Or just make a one backhanded comment and then never look at that post again, just to piss somebody off. Yeah. Because there's so much power to do that over the internet in any, right. I mean, on any site, Mm -hmm. the internet empowered individuals to be vocal and mean without consequence. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And just to base off of that, 
We're 30 minutes into this, and we haven't even talked about what the hell this is. So, hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> right, this, this is you. You got the voice. So you do Hey, everybody. Thing. Thanks for joining us. This is a quote <laughs> podcast, but I'm just going to call it an audio conversation with uh, the voice you're hearing right now. My name is Kyle Crosby. Across a table from me is a great friend of mine, Mr. Ike Landman. Hello, yeah, Ike. that's yeah, yeah. me. <laughs> We don't know shit, man. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> Look, if you're listening and you're already pissed off because our very first podcast <laughs> somehow got political early, we're just two dudes shooting the shit and talking. I'm not saying we're right. I'm not saying we're wrong. I'm not saying any of our opinions are valid. Yep. That's that's 100% truth. It's 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 our our thoughts. Our thoughts. Yeah. But you know, yeah. I mean, thank you for that intro word that was that was that was really good um but yeah i don't but i mean but i don't i i hate it when i do that it's like but i just i don't mean but and our our it's just a couple of dudes and it's our thoughts and we're not telling to tell anybody else what they should think ultimately if anything if anybody listens to this thing at all it, it it'd be cool to like create conversations with people that aren't here absolutely you know like and i the, think we knock on wood have the capability to do that my friend ah man i, I think we might i think we might you know it's like I, I, of all the great conversations you and i've shared how many times we've sat down uh, over coffee or lunch or, or whatever and at a cabin in at, the woods at a cabin in the woods at a cabin in the woods yeah man it's like that's 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 what honestly it's that's one of the greatest joys of my life. And, yeah. I, and I, don't, I, don't, I don't mean like just with you. I love you. But like having the conversation, a deep, meaningful conversation with someone I truly respect like you, those are, that's one of the greatest joys of my life. You know, it's like, it's like uh, God, Absolutely. I just sounded like an asshole right there. No, no, you're <laughs> right though. But, and we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about what we do here um, when we're not podcasting. But to be able to have a conversation with someone judgment-free, know that I can say whatever the hell I want to say to you, maybe not to listeners, but to you directly. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we can hug it out, have a coffee, and do this again next week. I mean, it all works. And I think this whole audio conversation started because we've had great conversations. And at some point, we just said, hey, let's record it. <laughs> I don't think, other than being able to hang out for a little bit more time there's really a point to this other than hang out and talk and converse oh yeah i mean i i think point maybe point is the wrong word direction maybe there's not a direction other yeah. than hanging out talking yeah well said well said i i i think that to the to the point where a point for me the point of this is a I get to sit down with you and have an awesome conversation and shoot the shit. And, and like I said, that's one of the most meaningful things in my life is to be able to share ideas and passions with people I care about. And, and B, maybe to inspire somebody else to, to, uh, to do the same or do more of that, you know, to, to step outside the, the comfort of I believe this one thing and I don't want to talk to anybody about it because, yeah. you know, it's uh, my stepson Drew said something this morning that was like, 
I don't know. He's it's funny, man. He comes up with these little profound nuggets that you just don't expect from him at all. It's like he's talking about fucking Sega Genesis or something for a while. Next thing you know, he's like, he's like, hey, is that because it's difficult because because it means you're gonna be vulnerable? And I was like, fuck, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, man. Like for sure, that's exactly what it is, you know. And, and it's it's true. Like at the at the core of everything, vulnerability. Within vulnerability lies trust. Within vulnerability, like what do you what do you hear something funny? Okay, I know I I know I'm talking about what you're doing physically, and and we're on a mic, but whatever, I'll figure it out. Um, it's a uh, uh, um, within that vulnerability, within that that trusting one another, that that uh, there's a power. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a freedom and, and the, and, and I think that once people get a taste of that power and that freedom, it's a personal power and a personal freedom. And it's not a power over somebody other than yourself. So when I feel more powerful within myself, then I show up as a stronger, more powerful human being in the lives of the people I love. And, and I think that if we can do this right here and be vulnerable and show up in this way, for me, I can carry this feeling of this wonderful feeling of joy and personal power within, like, being true to myself. I can carry that into every relationship relationship in my life, you know. And I think that there's, I said, there's no greater joy, man. Boom. There's just not. It's uh, so that's huh. that's legit right there. <laughs> <laughs> so I, it's it's interesting. So a fun little story. Um, I, uh, I'm, I'm a landscaper and handyman by trade handyman in the wintertime. I don't even like the word handyman, but I don't know. At the end of the day, I don't give, it doesn't matter if I like it or not. If it, if it gets me, you know, what I need, then I'll, I'll use it. Um, but I'm working on this job and, uh, my client, I'm fucking hanging drywall, hanging drywall sucks. I don't care who you are at the end of the day. You're filthy, you're dirty, you're sore, it's gross, it's all up in your nose hairs and shit. It sucks. And, and I'm hanging drywall, and uh, my client, who happens to be a friend of mine, he comes in, uh, in the room I'm working on, and he's got two questions for you. It's like, all right. And uh, he says, um, first question was something along the lines of, like, what kind of paint do you need? You know? And the second question is, and he just walks away. And I'm like, whoa, 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 hang on. What's question number two? He's like, well, he's like, I don't want to bother you. I'm like, you already, we're already talking. What's question number two? And he's like, do you find it difficult to get beyond a superficial relationship with other men? And I'm like, I'm fucking hanging drywall, right? So we end up talking for like 30 minutes standing there and i've got drywall mud in, in my pan it's hardening as we're talking <laughs> so i know i gotta scrape it out and clean it up and start over and we get done with the conversation and it was oh it was an amazing conversation with this guy we had this you know i know it's covid we had a hug it was pretty awesome and uh and it was like i i had it i've got the antibodies i'm feeling pretty good for anybody that's listening <laughs> right now i'm really trying not to be responsible but it's just i hugged him he hugged me and it was awesome um, and he's like, he's like, man, he says, this was just the greatest conversation and all these things. And, and he's like, he's like, thanks for taking the time. And I said, listen, like, this is why I fucking hang drywall. 
I don't hang drywall because I like to hang drywall. I hang drywall because it puts me in close proximity to people where we can share parts of our lives together, you know? And it's like you can create a bond with somebody, even if you only see them once a month. It's like you can trust that person, you know? You can be honest with that person. You can share something on a, on a deeper level that is can be profound. And, and, and how lucky am I? To be in that place at that time, hanging that sheet of drywall for him to feel comfortable enough to ask me this very personal question and to be able to have this amazing conversation with him. And it's like, did I lose a half an hour of my, my time on this job? I did. But I gained so much more. You know, it was just, it's like, that's what it's about for me. Yeah. You know, I think. Well, and I think that's why one of the things I look forward to every week is our league Monday guy session. So for those that don't know, uh, I work at the boys and girls club here in Baraboo, but also in Reedsburg and Tomo, but here in Baraboo specifically on Mondays, uh, Mr. Ike here runs our teen male support mentor, whatever you want to call it group, call it league of extraordinary gentlemen. And I think, you and I probably get more out of those sessions. Oh man, than those teen guys do. You know, I feel that same way, and and in in the deepest deepest bowels of my heart, I want to believe that they're carrying some of that with them. I think so. You know, I think they are, even though it, it sure feels like it when we walk out of there. Yeah, same. It's like, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say let's let's get less deep. For a second. Okay. <laughs> Talk to me about, so you started league right before I started working here. Mm, yeah. Talk to me about that process. What was going through your head on why you wanted to do something like that? Uh, you said you want to get less deep, man. It's or like, more deep. I mean, <laughs> whatever. I, yeah, well, this is kind of the, the world I live in. But so, um, so I was, uh, I was going through a time in my life that was, uh, it was difficult. Um, I had uh, been through a divorce, and I had these these uh, I have I have these boys of mine, teenagers at the time, and 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 it's like I get to have these conversations with them, and uh, and I realize that through this divorce that that I won't be able to have as many conversations with them, and uh, they're my kids, and so they're. They get kind of tired of my conversation sometimes, but I, I realize like the value in being able to have conversations with men um, because when when you grow up and you don't have a man in your life, it, it's hard to know what you're supposed to be as a young man. It's hard to know like what you're allowed to be and what you're allowed to feel. And, and I saw the times when I would sit with my boys and like how much not being with them to like help them through things. Um, and this is all like part of this is ego. Part of this is pain that I was going through at the time. But I, and also I, I had uh, recently gone through uh, a training called the um, new warrior training adventure through the mankind project, which was a phenomenal experience that I can get into on another, another time. But um, it just really opened up like the importance of having strong male role models and mentorship in, in a young man's life. And, and I also realized through my divorce 
how many kids are out there that, that like are split 50-50 with their parents or their dad or only see their dad on the weekends right. or, or maybe they don't see their dad at all. And, and it's like, as a society, I, I really had this like strong sense of, and I still do that, that, um, that for our young men, there's a, there's a, a place we hold in our society and it's, and, and as, as, as we spend less time mentoring our young boys in what it means to be a man, then, then I think we're losing a piece of society that's that it's going to be really hard to get back, um, and 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 our and our young men are going to be even more lost. You know, I I had read recently at the time read a statistic that that teenage suicide was at an all time high, and 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 it was predominantly young boys. You know, because there's a a lack of really knowing what's safe. You know, it's safe to to like. You're supposed to be tough. You can't cry. You, you got to stuck it out. You got to gut it out. But who, who are you supposed to tell when you're scared? You know, if you can't ever tell anybody when you're scared and then you show up in the world as, as a quote-unquote man, but you're still a little boy inside because you were never allowed to be vulnerable. You know, so long story, but um, I was sitting down. I had a conversation with Karen DeSanto, and I was like, God, I said, wouldn't it be fucking cool if like somebody did that like like created a mentorship program i'm like maybe i could do that and, and she's like well maybe you could and so then <laughs> she's like she's like well you're never gonna believe this but there's this program in the boys and girls club of america called passport to manhood and i was like oh cool let me check it out so she she got a hold of the literature <laughs> and she gave it to me and I shit you not, it's like straight out of like 1980. Yeah. And it, that hasn't been updated in a long <laughs> fucking time. In fact, I just looked it up again and it still hasn't been updated since like 2008 or some, yeah, something like that. It's some wild shit in there. And so it's from a whole different generation. But I'm like, I, I was so passionate and so on fire in my heart that I was going to do this. So I'm like, all right, let's do it. And so the, there was a strong teen population at the Boys and Girls Club at that time. And so there was like 10 guys, um, and then they all signed up because like, oh, cool, new program, whatever, we're going to figure it out. And so we got together, and, and like I got all this material, and like these, these like part of the program is like everybody's got this little passport, and you go through different things like talking about sex, talking about drugs, talking about responsibility and these things. And it was so stale and so like – so bad and uh, and that name alone passport to manhood I come know. on i know it was just like yeah it's it's rough so we dove in and i and like i was like i was on fire i was like they're gonna do this thing you know and i'm i'm reading the book and i'm doing the 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 programs and and like the little outlines that you're supposed to follow and and i see these kids and it's just like they don't feel shit they're just like fuck this is school man like I'm at the boys and girls club because it's, it's not school. I got to be, be with my friends. I can maybe drop a curse word now and then and I get in trouble for it. We can play a little bit of Xbox or whatever we're going to do, but I'm not in school. This is, I'm choosing to be here. Cause that's the thing that maybe people don't know as much, but like the teenagers get to choose, you know, it's like they can be here. You know, if they come, they're going to stay, but it's like, is that right? Am I speaking the truth here that they get to choose whether they're going to be here or not? For the most part. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's more of a family decision. But when you see those teens who are, you know, 15, 16, 17 years old, I mean, shit, if you have a car, if you have a driver's license in a car, 
you you get to choose if you show up to the boys and girls club or not. Right. right? Yeah. That's that's, a, that's an active choice you are going to make is to come hang out with us, be part of our little community and family, and, and be present. So, right. Yes. That's yeah. That's what I'm saying. So thank you, and that's it's well put. Um. So yeah, it's it's uh, uh these kids are choosing to be in this group. You know, we we separate them by boys and girls, and we're gonna. Hang out in this room. We're gonna talk about dude stuff and all these things, but it just didn't feel like, like, authentic. It didn't feel like we're talking about dude stuff that really was important to them, you know. And it's like, I learned we did it for like six weeks, and it was a struggle, bro. It was so bad, and so, um, so it's like, okay, I went to care. I'm like, we gotta stop. I got, I can't do this. They don't want to be part of this. Like they're dropping like flies. The last session I had, it was like six weeks later and there was like four out of 10 people. And they were like sitting there going, Oh, you know, we're just here. Cause I don't know why, you know, that's what <laughs> I felt like. And so it's like, okay. So, um, I stopped and then I, I'm, and Karen's like, what are you going to do? I said, well, I'm going to write my own curriculum i'm gonna do it my way i'm gonna do the best i can and i'll see if i can come up with something better than this i'll take some nuggets so that's what i did and then um and then the next year is when you came on board yeah and and like six and a half years later with your help with the help of logan clark the man the myth the legend miss that guy um He's still around, like he's still alive. I don't want to make it sound like he's dead or some shit. I just miss him. I haven't seen him in a long time. Love you, Logan. If you if you ever hear this, um, but yeah, man, it's just been such a beautiful, wonderful thing. I remember the first graduation. Yeah. Oh, I was crying, man. I was sitting at that stupid fucking podium, crying. And, and, and trying to express to the parents of these young boys how proud of them I was because they stuck it out and they gave a piece of themselves and, and they were vulnerable. And Absolutely. I think you've – it's hard to explain. And so if you're listening, this is just going to be empty words, but it is a beautiful thing to sit in a group with all these young, impressionable men – and have them feel comfortable enough to just talk like we're talking, to be open, to be real, not sugarcoat the bullshit they're dealing with, and then to not get sugarcoated bullshit back. Yeah, man. And I think that's so key and so awesome. And you watch their growth over, I mean, when we do these things, we're doing them for what, six month stints. Yep. And then to put them on the pressure on them for our camp out, I mean, it's just. Well, the camp out's key, man. I think that that camp out is like, I don't know. I, I don't know how many guys, if they, if they, once we did the camp out, there was like guys like, fuck, man, we can't not do this. Yeah. Because it's like, we got to do the camp out because the camp out's the epic culmination of this, of this six month long journey that's fucking hard, you know? And so I'm going to say it like kids are, are soft. And it's like, I was soft, but I wasn't I'm trying to be judgmental, but it's like if I had to do something, I just did it, you know, even if I didn't like it. And, and I feel like a lot of times there's a, there's a lot more outs that kids have. Um, um, it's I think it's a version of our society and the kind of pressure we put on parents to be the greatest fucking parent in the world and to give your kid everything and make sure they're happy all the fucking time, which is so fucked up. Um, and so it's like to to – get them to choose to commit to something 
is a it's a difficult task. It's not like basketball or football or something like that. Right. You know, it's 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 a whole different animal because you're just talking. Yeah, we're not asking them to commit to bettering a jump shot or to to trying to go take your team to state. We're asking you to be open. We're asking you to be to create basically a brotherhood. We're asking you to confide in a group and then have that group's back through thick and thin. So if you know your brother's going through some shit, you're going to be one of those people who can pick him up and out, take him out of that mud. Yep. And you can just bear witness for them. You know, that's, I, when, it, when you say that, I think about like how many times we sat in a room and, and, and there's been a, a young man that's, that's, uh, you know, for the, for those of you that like, you know, whoever listening probably don't know our program, but <laughs> it, it's it's like these young men, they're uh, uh, they go through struggle that that most people can't imagine, you know, and 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 unfortunately it happens so often, and it's like we talked a little bit about it earlier. It's like choosing choosing to turn a blind eye to something because it's really fucking difficult. To, to acknowledge that it's real and, and to sit in this room with these kids and they're willing to acknowledge that these pieces of their life are real and, and, and it's painful is, is, and, and to another young man sitting next to a, 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 their friend or someone they barely know sometimes that, and just to sit and just bear witness and to hold space and and when a when a guy's done talking and pouring his heart out, just to support him, to 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 feel, there's no ridicule, there's only openness and love, and 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 like, uh, this, the word fucking savage keeps coming into my mind right now because it takes a certain amount of strength, to be that vulnerable, you know it's not a savage warrior of the of the external warrior world but it's a savage warrior of the heart to to be able to stand up and say this is fucking me and i go to school when there was a fucking school to go to i go to school with 500 kids when i go sit down in the lunchroom and they pick on me and they throw shit at me and they're fucking terrible to me and if i even squeaked a fucking word about about who i really was it would be 10 times worse because fucking kids are animals, man. It's like it's like <laughs> seriously. It's like you get in a pack. Of like uh, my son Dylan, um, I had to read Lord of the Flies, and we watched the movie, and this is like it's a culmination of like all this energy, and and, and it just kind of goes into the soup, you know, and uh, and then you get pack mentality, and those things happen. But it's a little bit of a tangent. I apologize, but it's uh, it's just such a beautiful thing. It's such a, a powerful, beautiful thing. And it's the bravery I see in these young men that be willing to be vulnerable in these times is is uh, such a special thing for us as as grown men to be able to bear witness to and to create a space to help them be there. Absolutely. Yeah. I. There's nothing to add to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I I I get off on these tangents sometimes, and I run off at the mouth. And that's your purpose. That's my purpose. Run the tangents. <laughs> run the mouth. Be All the right. voice. I can. Yeah. Well. Um. It's uh, uh. Yeah, man. It's been a really, really massive joy to my life, and I know that I've like you. Your support and that of me. 
I have so much gratitude for that because there's so many times where it's like, I've got my own shit, you know, we all do. And, and, and it's like, you're, you've, you've been there to like carry that torch, you know, when I can't stand up and be there and we've got other mentors that come in too, is such a fantastic thing. And I think next time we talk, we'd, I'd love to get into that too, because man, just so much gratitude for this whole project. And then, and now this, and now this, this is like amazing. This I still, is one of many. One, I, I fucking hope so. It you is. You know, it's like, this is, this is awesome. It is. It's been a good conversation, man. Yeah. I appreciate you. Appreciate you too. I do. I, I think, I mean, we hit on league stuff day one and we went down the political rabbit hole <laughs> for 20 minutes. Uh, that was like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Yeah. We're going to get better at this. That's the thing you got to remember. I, it's interesting. We've had so many conversations, but when you record a conversation, there's just a slight difference in thinking about a little bit more what you say before you say it. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I, is, what is it though? I mean, like, are we, because here's, here's what it is. Cause in the back of your mind and my mind, we know that this is recorded because we're going to put it out there for that one other person to listen to. And so there's vulnerability there because I can be vulnerable with you and it doesn't phase me at all because again, I know there's no judgment, but who knows what Joe Schmo is going to listen to this conversation mm -hmm. and then there might be judgment and that's all right. Yeah, People yeah. are free to do what they want because at the end of the day, I don't care. I, ideally that would be the place I'd like to get to is like, I, I think that there's a, a, a maybe one more element I would add to that is there's a little bit of a responsibility that we carry with our voices because because some of the things we talk about involve other people. Sure. And so there's a responsibility to them that, oh, that yes. like when we're when we're having conversations where like we don't want to put anybody else in a position that's uh, maybe a, a compromised position. So there's for me part of my background thought process is like okay so yeah. I'm talking about a conversation I had with somebody, but I'm not going to say who they are, oh, absolutely. you know, or, or something like that. So I think there's that. But the other part, I I would love to not worry about the judgment. I don't want to worry about that. Then like, let's not. I, yeah, I don't want to. I, I feel like I feel like if we worry about judgment, then it's less less authentic. And and at the end of the day, my goal in life is to be a hundred percent authentic and to live without fear. And so if I can model that. Part of my goal is to model that for other people. And 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 if, if I can do that and I can model that for other people, then maybe it'll inspire someone else to have less fear. Then fucking A, I've lived. Yeah. Well, and I think to wrap it up and go back to the beginning, the point is to create conversation either between you and I or between anyone else who wants to join us. And the type of conversation that you and I like to create is an open one and a non-judgmental one. So, yeah, bring it. Let's do yeah, it. No fear, man. Hey, man, this was fun. This was this was so easy and so smooth. Thanks to you for setting this whole thing up because, like, you're the man. You got the fucking sound panels and the cool-ass <laughs> lights that nobody had, can see. I had time last weekend. I know, but, like, I think there's a special thing, though, that I want to acknowledge because it's like 
you say you have time, but you're still making a choice to do this over doing something else. Sure. You know, and so it's like, I want to acknowledge that. Like, like you did this, you created the space and nobody can see it right now. Maybe someday we'll do a video and you will be able to see it, but it's awesome, man. It's so it's awesome. Inviting. It, it, it's inviting and it's looks, it, it's professional, bro. Like seriously, it's not like a million dollar setup, but it's professional. These mics are dope. <laughs> like you got an awesome soundboard. Like next time I'm going to have, I don't know, depending on what time of day it is, I might bring a glass of whiskey in here. Damn, I don't know. It's like, it's it's it just feels so comfortable and 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 I thank you to for inviting me into this process with yeah. you because I and love before it. Before we leave, I should I should say when I had time that is thanks to my wife. Right? I do oh, have yeah, two man. children. And so when I said I made time or I had time for 4 hours to put together some acoustic panels, that's directly related to my wife watching our two children. <laughs> so <laughs> right? Right. Yeah, you know, I think that um oftentimes in life that we we get we do what we do and 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 uh, here there's my brain going again yeah. it's like uh, how am it's i going to say that let's not do that so we, we have to give thanks we have to give thanks to all the people that that helped us be in this position to take this time to do this right now you know so it's like to your wife for for allowing you the space and, and the and the um and the time to do this without with like understanding it's a passion project and it's really important to you because if you didn't do this then then you wouldn't be this person you are sitting across from me right now. You know, and it's the same with me, like allowing like my spouse and, and my family understanding that that like the things I do in my life, if I didn't do them, I wouldn't be showing up as a whole man into the relationship I have with them. You know, it's like I want to be as whole as possible. And there's a lot of like leeway when it comes to our relationships that have some some trust and understanding that that that's important. So, mm -hmm. yeah, man, thank you for all of this, and thank you for starting this up. And I'm super pumped about about what's next. Yeah, and thank you to that one person who's actually listening and still listening. <laughs> you Look, think there's this, somebody actually still listening? I don't know. <laughs> all right, is, cool. This is the first first one. All right, first audio conversation. Thanks for bearing with us. Thanks for joining the conversation. Thanks for listening. We will be back with no specific format other than to hang out and chat. Yeah. All right, brother. All Take right. it easy. You too.